Live and recording, people! Live and recording! This is not a drill! <laughs> Welcome to another exciting episode of Friday Night Feels. I am licensed mental health counselor and certified life coach Patrick Manette. <clears throat> Friday Night Feels is a show that focuses on a variety of wellness-related issues, such as mental health, addiction, health concerns, stress management, relationships, mindfulness, and much more. The focus of the show is to create connection and be able to talk about issues that affect all of us and how to be the healthiest versions of ourselves that we can be. Each show, I invite a guest to come and join me and talk about their experiences and, and the services that they offer. My incredible guest this fine Friday night is Walter Felasia from Canada. Thank you. Welcome to Friday Night Feels. I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Sure. And I'm just going to share a little of your background so people know. Um, we were just talking before the show started of how many. You're, it's already planned he's coming back when I saw his bio because there's so many great things here that fit in with that I'm interested in that I want to learn more about. And I, I just think it sounds like he's doing some amazing work. Um, it, his journey started in high school being into athletics. He's one of the top football players in the country at his position and had schools south of the border interested in him. Then an injury took him out of playing the sport that he loved, which at the time seemed like a tragedy. <clears throat> but later on, he learned that it would be a blessing. He took some time and did some soul searching and realized his true passion was in helping others. He pursued massage therapy and from there continued to add different modalities, such as craniosacral therapy, acupuncture, personal training, bioenergetic and tolerance elimination, iridiology, blood analysis, and life coaching. Walter discovered that his definite major purpose was to help and inspire others to reach optimal levels of health, mental health, emotional, physical, and spiritual. And through the creation of Vitality Health and Wellness and the two coaching online coaching programs, Mind, Body, and Soul, and Men of Vitality, feels that his purpose will be fulfilled. How yeah. awesome. Okay, so where do we want to drive in? I'm so excited. <laughs> so so I, I might, you know what, maybe I'll just explain what some of them are, because some of the things like are pretty straightforward. A lot of people know what massage is, um, you know, and that type of stuff. So I think, you know, like massage is pretty straightforward. Acupuncture, I think most people know. The way I explain acupuncture is based on 12 meridians that correspond to your organs. Uh, I think of meridians like energy highways that run along your body that you can't see to the naked eye, but they're there. And what flows through, through them is your chi energy. And that stands for life force energy in English, okay? And I think of acupuncture points like uh, entrances, in, entrances in a highway, okay? Mm -hmm. And I think of pain um, as a traffic jam. So I kind of look at the, the needles as like sending the police in to free up the traffic. And once it frees up your flow of your chi, that's when your body starts to heal. Oh, That's how I, I love that. So a simple yes. explanation. So one can picture that in their mind. Uh, so that's how acupuncture is effective. Now, North America, they kind of just say, because the needle punctures the skin, white blood cells run, like rush to that area, which is true. That's not false, but there's far more to it than that. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely more on an energetic tip where you get the most benefit. Uh, cranial sacral therapy is like light manipulation of the skull and low back, right? It's kind of like osteopathic. Okay. I use it a lot for to release a lot of headaches and tension, which is so common in today's world, especially with poor posture and people being at, you know, 
desks and on computers and looking down at their phones. Um, iridology. So iridology is that I can look into a person's eye and assess them from their eyes. Okay. Okay. So every part of your eye represents part of your body. Certain okay. eye types will indicate certain things, shapes, colors, all these different things indicate certain things to me to let me know what's going on with that person health-wise, emotionally, and that type of stuff. Uh, BIE, this one might take some time. So BIE stands for bioenergetic intolerance elimination. Uh, it's based on quantum physics, traditional Chinese medicine. The quantum physics part is that everything is energy. And I'm sure most of your followers know this already, but I'm just going to recap it, right? Yeah, perfect. Everything is energy. So because everything is energy, everything has its own frequency. Uh, and that's what makes it what it is. So they're able to measure the frequency of certain things and put it in vials. Okay. Oh, I wow. muscle test using the vials. And if that person tests weak, I use this machine I have to send the frequencies back in the body through acupuncture points. Again, traveling through the meridians into the grounder that they'll be holding. And as it travels through the meridian, it's like your cells are reading the barcode. I'm kind of rebooting the body, how we reboot our phones and our computers. Mm -hmm. Body starts to, oh, I, I know what those vibrations are and recalibrates itself and heals itself. Wow. Yeah. So I feel people with, uh, well, no, how I kind of put it, I'm like the catalyst. The body heals itself. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of helping the body heal itself. And things I've helped people with uh, is digestive issues. Um, seasonal allergies very common uh what else hormones a lot of hormonal issues thyroid uh, menstrual cycle issues low testosterone in men i've helped 33 couples conceive oh my through, gosh through bie uh, 32 were bie one was through needles acupuncture needles okay um what else and then um emotional stuff dealing with sometimes i'll do my coaching with bie to help release uh, some of the stuff they're holding on, that's not even theirs. It's passed on gen generationally. It's called hereditary miasm. So as far back as seven to 10 generations, holding on into your subconscious mind and your body. So BIE will help release those emotional things, but you still have to do the work because the program is still in there. So it's right. not an easy scapegoat way of getting out of it's it. It's not flipping on a light switch. Yeah, it doesn't work like that, but at least it'll help release some of the gunk. But the programming's still there. The neuroplasticity is still wired. Your brain's still wired that way. So you still have to do the work, whoever's coaching you. Mm -hmm. It would be me or you, some people like right. us, right? Um, that's so that's BIE. And then life coaching. Uh, my life coaching program, I kind of created based on four things I saw that were sticking out to me that I saw there were issues. One, most people don't know how their mind works. Uh, and if you don't know how your mind works, that means the mind's a great servant, terrible master. It'll run you. And that's not what you want, right? Mm -hmm. um, so you have to learn to master your mind, but you have to understand what it is. Most people don't. Uh, two, they actually don't understand their connection to source, whatever they call it. You can call it God, Allah, Yahweh, infinite intelligence, universe. You can call it bacon for all I care. I don't really care what you call it. It's there. Uh, and whatever the person feels comfortable, I will call it that. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's there and it exists. And um, you have to understand what it is because it's out there. Then it helps you understand who you truly are as a human being beyond your your name, beyond all the things you've been told you are, um, and going into that a little deeper and then understanding universal laws. And I get deeper into all these concepts and how they kind of relate and how they can create basically their life from this place, from this information. So, so it really does sound like you incorporate the mind, body, spirit into everything that you do. Absolutely. 
Do you do you find people are resistant to that? <laughs> like I'm just thinking of people I know, and it's like it. Yeah, well, let's just go with resistance. Resistance is a good word. Okay, so I think in terms of like the mindfulness stuff, there is a little bit of resistance. So, and there's different type of people who are resistant. So you have the person who thinks they know it all. Okay, so the person who thinks they know it all knows nothing because you stop growing once you think you know it all. The most intelligent people are know, the ones who know they know that they don't know. Yes, yes. Those are the most intelligent. They might be intelligent, be aware and understand things. They also know what they know is very minuscule to the knowledge that's out there into the whole universe. Yes. I had a coach once who, who said, um, you know, always know there's someone smarter than you in the room. Yeah. And that at first it was like, oh, what, you know, what does that mean? But it goes right into it. It says like, I can always learn. And it's that dose of humility that I think, you know, I needed of just, oh, I can learn from anyone. Absolutely. And it's like, it kind of gets the ego out too, right? Like, because mm -hmm. you literally can learn from anybody. Like life is constantly teaching us. Like I remember being at a wedding and seeing this little girl get on the dance floor. And it was like, I think it was like a hip hop song or something, but she was rocking out hard and putting it like a handle and she was jamming hard <laughs> and everyone's clapping, going nuts. She wasn't doing it for the attention. She was so present to the moment mm -hmm. for her right. that she was loving life at that moment. Right. And that was the lesson I learned from a four-year-old. Mm -hmm. But if you think you know everything, you don't learn. Right. And that, I feel, leads to more misery and more anger and more resentment and more health Absolutely. problems. 100%. Because you're just storing it in your body. Right. 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 <laughs> I know it all. I know it all. I know it all. And then you're just angry, constant resentment, guilt. And you're you're living it from a lower vibrational state. Right. right. And you're constantly in a state of dis-ease, which creates disease. And it's just the vicious cycle. And you know what's interesting is I was listening to you uh, you know, present what uh, everything that you're doing. Uh, you know, I, I can think of so many people I who are critical of stuff like that. Like is it evidence-based? Is it scientific all of this? And and you know, it, it just, it's sort of like, sometimes we just have to say, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it, it's when I find anytime I've met someone who's asking those questions, they're, they're in a state of like misery. Not everyone who's asked, you know, like is the evidence-based, but like the the doubting Thomases and, and, you know, acupuncture for me is a perfect example because I had someone in my family who's very scientific and very, um, wants to know all the studies and everything. And sure uh had some health issues a few years ago and then ended up going to acupuncture after doctors couldn't follow the problem and yeah. then it, the problem was solved after going to acupuncture amazing that's amazing and i was like uh, and then i started a, a year a few years ago it was pre-covid of going to acupuncture on and off and and i had someone sort of challenge me about it once like you know like why are you spending that money again money like you, you know it's not covered by insurance at least in the states yeah most places and i i said it's an hour and a half that i have someone taking care of me yeah i don't even like at that point in that conversation i wasn't going to convince them and everything uh, of, of what was right or wrong i didn't care if i had needles in me or not i just had someone taking care of me for an hour and a half that i didn't have to do anything absolutely and to and me that was priceless and it's funny, it's like, again, like, you do get challenged on these things. And I'm okay with the challenge, right? Like, 
because I'm very knowledgeable, I'll, I'll explain what I can explain. If they don't, but there's certain people that don't really want the answer because <laughs> they don't want it to be true. Right. They just right. want to be right. <laughs> right. They're more concerned about being right than knowing something new. Right. If that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, I do. I do get challenged. I get challenged on more. Sometimes uh, acupuncture, BIE gets challenged a little bit, which is okay. Um, and the example, because sometimes they'll be like, is it a placebo? And I'm like, well, I know it's not because I've had, I do it on myself and I've had it done before. And I've treated a six month old and the six month old doesn't know what I'm treating her on. So right. this poor kid was like, uh, everything was an irritant to her, her mother's breast milk, her the food, the food they're trying to feed her, the, the the couch they laid her on, everything would irritate this poor kid. So I probably did at least 10 sessions on this kind of different things. Everything cleared. Wow. Because there's a lot less resistance too. Because as you get older, you start building a resistance emotionally and physically. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So this kid was like an open vessel. Like, okay, here we go. Boom, 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 boom. Done. Da -da 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 -da. Done. It was amazing. So it's like, so there is no placebo when it comes to a six month old because she doesn't know the difference. Right. And, and my response to that, if someone said that to me, I would say, I, I don't care because I feel better. <laughs> like, yeah. let's say it is a placebo. Okay, it wins. Sure. It won. It's successful. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's the result, right? I totally right. agree with that too. Right. So what is what is the process like when, so, so I'm sorry, did you want to talk about some of the other, I, I feel like it's no, 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 okay. no, no. okay. Yeah, yeah, is, no, that's fine. Is that, and sorry, I wanted to just go back to some of the other things that you, what, and so, so you were talking about etiology a little bit, and then you still exactly. do blood analysis and life coaching. Yeah, so blood analysis, I don't do as much because <laughs> when I do it, it's like a lot of people I'm seeing the same thing through the iridology. I'm seeing the same thing through the BIE. Mm -hmm. So most people, it's a little cheaper to do that. So it does. I didn't really get into, I let, kind of let go that that one because they just want to do more BIE. So I was like, okay, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But I did do the the schooling for it. Okay. I found it fascinating how much your blood can tell about you. It blows my mind. And just the way that cells are formed and how everything is, is kind of formulated. It's just like all right there. It's kind of like the eye. Right. It's, it's, it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. The body doesn't lie. It's telling you everything. We just have to know how to read it. Right. Right. right? So blood analysis and then the, the coaching, again, it, again, that's a process too. Like we were talking about off air here before. It was like, you're going to get resistance in the coaching too. It's like, because again, a lot of people don't feel like they need it. Or you have the people who feel like, what's the point? You can't help. This doesn't work. I don't mm -hmm. need to talk to anybody. You know, that type of stuff. Or they're so resistant because they're so scared to open up right. to something. Right. right? And so, I think also when they have, they also, the trauma of when it hasn't gone well. Yes. Yes. Very true. Very true. And the, and the reality, even for myself, I feel like when people get coached, there are, and obviously everything's vibrational, right? So I find the right people do come to me. Like they, get, they gravitate to me because I'm not everyone's cup of tea either. Right. And I know that because I'm a very loving person, kind and calm, but I drop it to you hard. And I'm straightforward. Right. I, I, I say filter around. free. Right. So I'm just like, I'm going to say it with love, but yes, are yes. you sitting down? Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be a little bit of tough love in there too. Yeah. And some people can't handle that. And I know who can, who can't. I can read people pretty well, mm -hmm. but the reality is it's going to come eventually. 
So it's not for everyone. And I totally understand that. So if you're a person that can take that, you shouldn't probably take me as your coach. Right. And you know, what's interesting with that is too, is, is I've always been more of a direct personality myself, but what I realized in a lot of coaching and even in the mental health fields, there was such a resistance to use confrontation in a healthy way. And people always think confrontation is conflict, but it's just saying, well, you're, you're telling me this, but then you're doing this. It doesn't add up to me. Like it's, it's not adversarial. Yeah. And I think when you're a good helper in whatever aspect that is being able to say, Hey, I care enough about you to say, this doesn't add up with Mm -hmm. what you're working on. Mm -hmm. And I, I think people get very, um, reactive to that sometimes sure yeah uh, absolutely i feel like again it depends the topic the subject um you know if you confront them on it sometimes they're going to blow up at you or or sometimes they're just like they're kind of in shock too because no one's really put them in their place right you know like I, i've only had it probably one time in my whole career i've been doing it for a while so one guy came in he wanted some advice some help on his mindset and relationships and i was like cool and then we started talking and he interrupted me at least four times in 10 minutes so i stopped and i said do you think you know more than i do he's like what i go do you think you know more than i do he's like no i'm like then why are you interrupting me (laughs) because i'm like it the facts are you don't have what you desire so it tells me you don't know more than I do because I can help you get there. Right. So that's why you're here. No, don't learn. You have coachable. Anyone who's seeing a coach of some sort or anybody for help, you have high learning and high willingness to accept change. Right. If you do not have those two things at a high level, you're not coachable. And if you're not coachable, nothing's going to change in your life. You're wasting your time, you're wasting that other person's time, and you're wasting your money. So you got to be coachable. So I told him, you have an option. I'll let you leave. I won't even charge you. Or you sit here, shut your mouth, and listen to what I'm telling you. And he was quiet. Oh, yay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so when, when people come in to see you, Walter, what does that look like? I mean, because you offer so many services that it... It can I assume like sometimes it could be overwhelming for people to say, well, how do I know what I actually need? That is fair. That is very fair. <laughs> I, okay. So what's interesting is uh, most of the time they, they kind of start massage white. They okay. wake, they heard about the different things I do. Then they kind of talk to me during my mas- like massages. Then they're like, you know what? I want to dive into X, Y, Z. Okay. And they kind of go from there. Right. And it kind of gives me a heads up. Or sometimes they'll just message me like, okay, I see all these things you're doing. I'm not sure what I should kind of go towards. So I'm like, cool. Like, what do you want to, like, what's your needs? What are you, what are you trying to achieve? What's your goal? And then we kind of discuss them like, okay, I think you need a little bit more coaching or you need more BIE, or Mm -hmm. I think you need a little bit of massage acupuncture, or, you know, you you need one of the programs, the uh, men's program or et cetera. Right. So that's how I kind of differ, differentiate from there. Right split it up okay you do this you do that and it's go time okay so that's really cool so they're able to like come in and see different things and then have those conversations that's it that's such a 
amazing gift to be able to offer people of saying, hey, this is it is overwhelming because life is overwhelming, right? And sometimes just knowing and then what do most of us do? We go to the internet and then it gets even more like confusing and stuff like that of, you know, pros and cons. And it, it's sometimes you just got to jump in and try it. Absolutely. And it's funny. It depends the person. Most people, most of my clients are women. I find they're a little more coachable they're a little more open to trying different things the guys are a little more resistant mm-hmm. eventually they do once they meet me they then they do it right because i think it's uh it's the unknown right they're just like no no because some of them don't even want to see their own doctor right never mind right. you know talk to some guy about random stuff yeah or personal stuff right so but once they get to know me and meet me then they become comfortable they're like okay they feel my energy like now this guy's solid uh and then we talk and we talk like you know guy talk and all that type of stuff and they know they're they're in a safe place they're not being judged and uh they let it rip and that's when things start to open up and then that's when their healing begins yeah i i love working with all people but i i do i think being a man and having certain experiences i love working with men and i i focus a lot of as i was telling a lot of my coaching is is programming and support for men because one of the things that i've heard over and over and over again is the stereotype and the judgment that men don't feel Mm. like he doesn't have any emotions he's the tin man he's heartless he you know fix him he's broken and (laughs) And I have to hold it in of just like, shut up. No one wants to be told that they're broken or they're, you know, and and this is like, not just professionally, like I see it in TV. I see it in friendships. I see it on talk shows. Like, it's just, it's like epidemic proportion of the belief that because a man or men don't do it the way someone else thinks they do, then something's wrong with them. Yeah, agreed. And it, it, so I, I kind of like, like, I appreciate that you're out there doing that work of saying, hey, let's just figure out how you do this and, and what your process is. Yeah, because again, every generalizing a little too much, you can't do that, right? That's why in certain aspects, I have some generalities, but then it's like, okay, but you got to dr- drop it for that personal per- guy. He's, every guy's different. Yeah. Certain things you're going to have to work on, like that are kind of generally the same, but mm-hmm. Everyone has their own story. So you kind of have to drop it a little different, right? right. And it's, it's interesting, my men's program. So my whole focus on the men's program is to raise testosterone levels naturally and connect to their masculine and sexual energy at a higher level. Okay. Can can we go there a little bit? Because I, yeah, I think that's yeah. a great conversation. And you, you and I touch a little bit on this hormone issue that I didn't know was a problem for men. And, yes. and you were telling me about that. Yeah, so I kind of look at it from three levels. You have the physical plane, which most men just live from, okay? Mm-hmm. And you have the mental, emotional, and then you have the spiritual, okay? Mm-hmm. So I try to drop it to them first in the physical plane because that's where most men really thrive from and that's what they know and most are most connected to. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you look at statistical things, I would say I would say 90% of men have low testosterone, Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the average or one third of men are infertile and the average 22 year old in 2020 had the equivalent testosterone levels of a 67 year old back in 2000. Wow. Okay. This is how bad. And it's weird because no one's really talking about this. Right. Yeah. It's rapidly dropping. Okay. Now we can get into why and 
and we can do it if we have the time. Like, so I'll, do you want to get into why I think that's oh happening? Oh my God, I will go anywhere. Okay, <laughs> like, let's do it. Because this conversation is so fascinating. Yeah. So why I believe what's happening. Okay, so I think it's kind of done on purpose, if you want me to be honest, because okay. I think it's a lot easier to control a population of people with weak men. Oh. If your okay. testosterone is low, you're easier to control. There's no William Wallace's out there. There's no one to fight back if your testosterone is weak and low. Okay. Um, and then you can lower a population because if you have one third that are infertile and then certain people, the average couples are having maybe one kid tops. Some people are not having children at all. So the population is dropping significantly. Smaller population, easier to control. Mm-hmm. Okay. So why? what's the reasons though? Reasons. Now you have... Uh, Hormones in our food, right? And I remember talking to, this is years ago when I first started massaging. There was a Rastafarian man who came in and uh, I think he was Jewish, the other guy. And I know this sounds like a joke, like, oh, Rastafarian and a Jewish guy walked in a bar. Like, it's not that. <laughs> okay. So, I, and I treated these guys and they were telling me how, in their own way, how their cultures believe they eat, when you eat an animal, you inherit their spirit type of thing. Okay. Huh, that's cool. So I'm like, scientifically, what, do, what does that mean? So what I believe is you kind of take on the animal. So let's say an animal lived a very stressful life. So how we're raising animals now and farming them and all that, they're not grazing and eating grass. They're stuck in this little thing, knowing they're going to die, eating food mm-hmm. they don't want to eat. They're away from their family. They're upset. You're eating stress on a plate. Mm-hmm. You release tons of st- stress hormone. So that's how I kind of interpret their belief system. I was like, oh, that makes sense to me. Because all the stress hormone in that meat, you're going to take on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's going to throw your hormones out of whack. Pesticides. I can't remember the name of the pesticide off the top of my head. But that pesticide, when tested on male frogs, made male frogs into female frogs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then you have, uh, you know, lack of exercise, uh, poor diet, um, BPAs and plastics. Uh, chemtrails, um, poor water quality, poor sleep, high levels of stress. Mm-hmm. Add these all together, you're done. Oh, even the clothes, the clothes are where it has plastics um, and the demasculation of men, mm-hmm. right? Through like media and et cetera, they're just demasculating men and men don't know how to be masculine. So if you don't know how to connect to the masculine energy, it's going to be hard for your body to connect to that testosterone mm-hmm. level to be healthy and be more optimal i just want to share like i remember i was teaching in the university that when this the phrase toxic masculinity was really and i i remember i i understand what it means i i get the theory behind sure. it but i was like this needs to be a different phrase because it, it it's not about the toxic masculinity. like it just it's it's the wrong phrase it's the wrong phrase yeah it's funny because i feel like when you hear different people talk about toxic masculinity, some people believe it doesn't even exist. I definitely believe it exists because we live in a law of, like a the three D realities of, of laws of duality, right? There's always right. an opposite to everything. Right. So of course, if there's positive masculinity, there's toxic masculinity. If there's positive femininity, there's toxic femininity. Right. Absolutely, it's ridiculous to think there isn't toxic masculinity. Toxic max- masculinity to me would lead to like violence, war. Um, like these t- that type of thing it, that doesn't make sense it shouldn't have to go to that point now understanding 
men should be strong and should be this and should be able to defend themselves and their loved ones. I do agree with that, mm-hmm. but it shouldn't be to a point where you forcefully go out there and do it. <laughs> Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And for me, my thinking, like the stuff we're talking about the program, I'm not talking about Viking, go chop someone's head off type of stuff. Like that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, it's not about mastering other people and conquering other people. It's mastering your mind and conquering right. yourself. Right. That's the what I would call the new alpha male to me. Mm. If you can learn to master who you are truly, then you are the true alpha, new alpha male. And that's what we talk about in my program. Mm-hmm. So because it's 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 all connected. If your mindset's not there, your body's not responding because your body's responding to your mind. Right, right. You have to and, do all the right. You have to do all the right things physically, right? We're exercising, eating properly, water, sleep, all this type of stuff. But then you also have to start feeding your mind good quality thoughts. Your mm-hmm. self image has to match who you need to become in order to achieve the goal. Right, right. So if you're doing all the right things physically, but you still think you're a terrible human being, you're not worthy of anything. Your body's just not going to respond the way you think it should. Right, right. And there was this great study. I can't remember what top of my head. But it was with apes. And I don't remember if it was chimpanzees exactly or which type of apes. 20 apes in a closed facility. The scientists had to guess by behavior who was a, you know alpha and worked their way down. Then they get their blood work and they kind of guessed right with who was the top all the way down to the 20th ranked ape. They take the 20th ranked ape, put them in a different uh, closed facility, had four females, food, abundance and food, and that ape's behavior changed testosterone went through the roof okay so why is that because i think the environment helped create the ape's mindset to think look at me i'm the conqueror i have the food i have this i have that ooh, 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 right mm-hmm. then all of a sudden so when they t- test his testosterone through the roof okay now you put him back in the cage with the other 19 he still he still thinks he's the big dog mm-hmm. he slapped around a couple times he went right back down so how I take that study uh, from a human perspective, again, it's your mind. It's still the mind because the environment dictated that ape's mindset. And that's why his body changed. So most people are probably in environments, maybe they don't have any self-worth. They're not appreciated at work. Mm-hmm. They don't love what they do. They might have terrible relationships with their partners uh, or with their children, if they have ch- uh, children, uh, they might have friends, struggle with friends or have no friends or whatever. They're struggling. The environment consistently is telling them they're not worthy. Yeah. And that something's wrong with them. Exactly. Right. So if they, if the environment keeps telling you you're not worthy, there's something wrong. It keeps on beating that down. You, your thought process, your mind's programmed to think that's true. Right. And then if it thinks it's true, then your body's just responding to your mindset. Right. So how can your testosterone be up if you think you're not like a high level man or a human being, period? And, and that word worthy is so powerful. Super powerful. So like we go into these deeper concepts, like, yeah, I'll get into, you know, all like the lifting and all that type of stuff, but we get into more of the mindset stuff too. Also getting into stuff like relationship aspects and uh, sex, masturbation. Uh, I teach you a couple like tantric techniques because as men, we and most men don't know this, which I find fascinating. We can have multiple orgasms mm-hmm. without ejaculating. Right. right. Okay. So it's like, and if I can compare it, it'd be like an ejaculatory 
uh, orgasm is like a 10 out of 10 in, in feeling, right? Right, right. It's such a hard high spike with a heavy drop. Right, right. right? Where if you hit that or uh, energetic, I call it an energetic orgasm. Okay. If you hit that energetic orgasm, it's about like an eight, but there's a very small drop and it sustains, it stays longer. So when you're making love with your partner, it's it's interchangeable with each other. Mm-hmm. Right? It just so it's like, why wouldn't you want that? Plus, sustaining from ejaculation will raise your testosterone levels as well. Mm-hmm. Right. So and it's funny, like and who where do we talk about that? Like in high school, you know, a health class or and that's not like, happening. Not, never, no. And so, you know, it it's it's like we don't know what we don't know and how much that affects us. Exactly. So it's like, it's, it's funny because when I bring it up, like it's guys have a tough time wrapping their mind around it. So how I explain it is, uh, and I don't know if like a lot of people understand chakras. So we have more than seven, but you have your main seven that run along your spine and you have your sacral, right? Sacral chakra. Um, and all the energy starts to fester there. Okay. So you have movement, stimulation, all that type of stuff. When you're about at least eight, almost a nine to climax, right? Mm-hmm. If, you're ta- if you're talking about like a scale, you almost have to picture taking that energy and squeezing those like those muscles, like uh, PC muscles, mm-hmm. push that energy with through breath work up the spine so it can go throughout your body, through your heart, open up your heart chakra and throughout your body. Mm-hmm. So you'll feel the orgasm throughout your body, but it takes mm-hmm. time to master this. Right, this right. is not easy. And I always tell people, always practice on your own first and not with a partner. Right, right. Because you're just, it's, it just doesn't make it as pleasurable with the partner either. Because they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm trying something just, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut okay, up. Just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my breathing. <laughs> so it's well, and it, yeah, yeah. And it's like, and even, you know, like, there's so many different ways to, to approach that of like, you know, that's another topic of men can't talk about sex like you know when you when you think about it's interesting because one of the things that I, that pulled me into your bio was your trauma the loss in high school yeah right around that time and i just think wow high school is is and this is my experience it's like it's such hell in some different ways yeah. and so I, I just remember like how guys would talk about sex and it was always it was always as if you were supposed to be born knowing this. And so if you ever asked any questions, then something was wrong with you. It was wrong with you, how, yeah. how, But I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. But I'm supposed to true. know. And then I'm supposed to go be, you're supposed to go be a stallion and, you know, do all this stuff, right? And Yeah, of course. And it's like, oh, how do I do this so unhealthy? I don't know. Yes. Yeah, no, it's true. And it's funny because you think about any trauma. And uh, I was reading a... Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, right? And uh, there's a quote from there. It says, uh, "Amore fate," right? Like love your fate, and essentially talking about how uh, it's not happening to you; it's happening for you, and living oh. from that mindset. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm. Like if I could go back and talk to younger Walter at that time, be like, "This happened for you. This didn't happen to you." Because at the time you think, oh damn, that like that was the goal. Like that's what I wanted to do. Right. But it did it kind of steered me in a different way where I I needed to go. And the universe knows better than we do. 
Right? So I what? I don't have control? I want yeah, control. Right? I yeah, want the power. It's so true. And it's funny because it's like, you know, I tell people life is like a maze. You can only see as far in front of you as you can. But if you put the right coordinates in the GPS, which is this, and you put the right, and your frequency is strong enough, which is your emotions, mm -hmm. you send it out to the universe, it's going to lead you to the right path. Mm -hmm. Right? It might not think, it might not be the way we think it should be. If we let go, they say let go and let God, right. and we're good to go. But right. like you said, if we need, oh my God, no, I need to control everything, and it's got to be like this, and it has to be this person, and it has to be at this time, and it has to be this amount of money, and has, you're going to be in misery because there's so much control, sense of attachment. Where there's attachment, there's pain. Right, right. right? And that's the and expectations. Exactly. And to me, it's like no, if you just let go and know generally what you desire, and live from this place and be open to the experience that life has to offer oh it makes life so much more fun mm, yeah yeah right? i do think it should and less be, miserable yeah and i do think it should be a fun process yeah you're gonna have ups and downs it's part of the human experience you're meant to feel different emotions you're not meant to you know think you're supposed to be happy every single moment of the day that's not realistic but are you supposed to enjoy things and learn things and expand yeah i, I do I really think it's part of being the human, like my belief of us as humans, I believe we're individualizations of the universe, right? <laughs> so we're spirits having a human experience through our five senses in our body in this 3D reality of time and space, right? And we're here to expand our consciousness and grow and help others in the process. That's what I believe that the human experience really is. So what does that look like? Expanding your consciousness to me is learning the lessons you're meant to learn mm -hmm. and have amazing experiences through the, this body that we're gifted. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, master your mind because the greatest gift that God gave us because it gives us the faculty to create whatever we want. Mm -hmm. Essentially, it makes us God and goddesses walking on this planet. We just don't know it. Mm -hmm. So understanding that on a deeper level, how could we ever have a poor self-image? That doesn't make any sense. If that makes sense. It, it, yes, I'm just thinking I've worked with so much with trauma where I'm like, I know exactly where it comes from, because that's right. the, you know, like, yeah. I get what you're saying. But then, you know, when you're in a world where all of the messages goes back to that unworthiness, it's, yeah. it's hard to, it's hard to break through. And, and, and that's why it's so important to, to find people who will, what, you know, with tough love of saying, you are worthy, you're, you're believing the shit. Yeah. It's it's kind of like again diving into the mind. It's like that's just a program you have. Yeah, kind of like the matrix. A hundred percent. It's yeah. just a program. Yep. So to me, I look at it like if you learn, like I kind of put it like the conscious mind is like the gardener, the subconscious mind is the garden. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I look at shitty programming that you have in your subconscious mind, like weeds. Okay. So we gotta help them rip out the weeds, but we're also planting seeds in their mind. Right. But they got to nurse their seeds when they're not with us coaching wise. Right. Because we can't be the, with them 24 7. <laughs> right. Right. We want them to be able to take care of themselves. That makes sense. So, to rip yeah. the weeds, then yes. this is when the, the new programming is going to flourish and grow. Right. It, it, can we kind of just loop back to a little bit more of the, um, testosterone discussion because i there was just a couple i i just find that fascinating how does one 
learn whether is that that they have a testosterone is that they have to have like blood work done or something yeah so the easiest one it would be blood work so you'd be okay. asking for total and total testosterone or free testosterone uh, and then just maybe some indicators that you might be lower, uh, mood swings, um, lack of drive, lower libido, uh, gaining weight, uh, harder to put on muscle or maintain muscle, uh, no morning erections. Those are all indicators. Okay. Tired all the time. That's another one. And so I, I guess I'm just thinking of people I know the if I think people equate testosterone with wanting to have children, like in the stereotypical yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, and that's part of it. That's but it. there's but it's more. a natural hormone that we need. Yeah, for sure. I it's like think about I'll give you an example of one of my clients, obviously no names, it's confidential, but um so one of my recent clients came in. And if you were to look at him, you wouldn't think he was low. Okay? okay. And he he was just really tired, just bogged down, overly emotional, like just not like himself. I'm like, I go, go get blood work. Okay. Like, okay. Gets blood work, brings it back. So to put it in perspective, here in Canada, I think US is very similar. They would say 275 nanograms per deciliter to 750 nanograms per deciliter. If you're in that range, you're healthy. Okay. Okay. I would say that's too low. I would say 700 plus is more optimal. If we're talking about total testosterone. Okay. okay. This guy was 35 nanograms per deciliter. He wasn't even in the hundreds. So this guy could, like, his health is tarnished. It's like he could have a heart attack at any time. Uh, his bones will be, you know, bones of an 80-year-old woman. In a couple of years, he have osteoporosis because his testosterone is way too low. And obviously, there's no way he's going to lose muscle mass, gain weight, and there's no way he's going to be functionally active. There's no way. So this is going to affect you in your entire life because it's going to affect your confidence, your energy, your drive. Um I don't know. It just affects guys mentally so heavily. I could just see it. Right, they don't right. feel like they're in themselves. They don't feel strong. They don't feel confident. Um, and it's an unfortunate way to live the rest of your life like that. Why, why do you think this isn't talked about? Like I, of all the years that I've ever gone to a doctor, they've never once ever talked. You know what I mean? Like they've never asked or, or, or mentioned that to me as a man. Yeah. So maybe they're not bringing it up because you have no signs and symptoms which okay. is fine. I totally get that. That's fine. But I think like, I don't like depending because a lot of people will say they'll go to their doctor. First of all, if they do get blood work, they'll be like, Oh, how'd it go? The doctor will be like, you're fine. <laughs> I am. So you're assuming, okay, good. You're like, okay, that's great. Yeah. And you're because they're the professional you trust them. Yeah. <laughs> but if you got the numbers, and if someone was reaching out to me or look, you know, was like, Okay, what, what do you what do you say about my numbers? Are they you know, and I'm like, if you're not 700 plus, like or at least creep in there, you're low. Mm -hmm. So we just got to put some work in. That's all it is. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people think the answer is TRT, uh, testosterone replacement therapy. That's very common. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not a big, like, I think if it's deathly, like you're deathly low and there's no other option. Sure. 
Uh, but you have to know what you're diving into. You have to make sure your endocrinologist is like top notch. Um, I think it, it should be totally only done in an emergency status. Mm. The way I look at it, the problem with TRT is once you start it, you always have to be on it. Uh, okay. okay. And what you're doing is putting this. So you have the hypothalamus in your brain, your pituitary. Okay. And these things start to get the signal. Okay. Yeah. We got to start making luteinizing hormone, which gets, sends a signal down to your testicles to the latex cells. And they start tell the latex cells to make testosterone. Okay. Boom. They make it. Boom. It's in your bloodstream. We're good to go. Okay. Uh, that's why, you know, we have beards. That's why we have muscle, etc. That's what makes us men. Mm-hmm. now all of a sudden you get the trt put in your bloodstream and now your testicles are like whoa we got a lot of testosterone in here okay and the signal gets sent to the brain to the hypothalamus pituitary it's like yo we don't need to make anymore so it doesn't send any luteinizing hormone and the, the latex cells just shrink because they're not being used don't use it you lose it mm-hmm. the body knows it doesn't have to make anymore so it starts to do other things and using its energy more like uh, wisely, essentially. And then now you're not going to get anything out of the those testicles. And now you're gonna now you're gonna pay X amount. I can't remember how much it is a week. It's like close to almost like hundred bucks a week. Wow. So imagine for the rest of your life you're gonna have to pay that and inject yeah. yourself, and and then you're gonna have to figure out the right dosage because it could cause cardiovascular cause cardiovascular disease and all sorts of things too prostate issues, stuff like that. And what are some of the, are you able to say, what are some of the ways that people deal with that outside of that treatment? Yeah, so that's what, what I talk about in the program. But Okay. Yeah, so like we, we, we go into a deeper, like I said, working out, uh, we talk about sleeping patterns, we talk about water intake, I talk about alcohol, sex, masturbation, um, I talk about posture, I talk about um, chakra stuff, I talk about the metaphysical stuff, mm-hmm. I talk about fasting, I talk about macro ratios, I talk about food, I, talk, I cover I, uh, the possible causes, um, everything. So they're getting everything their money's worth. Yeah, everything that's possible, it's in there. Yeah. And then in my, in my coaching group, that's when I dive into more of the mindset. If we do one-on-one, it's going to be a little more in-depth for that person. Mm-hmm. In the group setting, it's kind of more general topics that they'll message me, ask the question, I take it up on the next call. So it's almost like that, like brotherhood type thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. And, yeah. And it, so like when someone, if someone wants to come and work with you, like what does that process look like? Are you? So they could either message me either through facebook instagram uh they can email me it, it's fine either way i'm not too uptight about how they connect with me mm-hmm. uh and then you know i'll kind of I, I almost rather them actually talk to me because i want to know what's best for them mm-hmm. right because there's different ways because everyone i try to play with people's like uh you know not everyone can afford everything right mm-hmm. so i try to play with what they can afford right and if money's a little tight, that's cool. Like I can offer the cheapest version would be like, hey, just buy the program. You could do if you want to do it on your own, great. If the next level up would be in a group setting, one-on-one's the most expensive. Right. So if they're mm-hmm. like, you know what, I, I think right now I just 
I would love this that information. I'll run with it and do it on my own. And if I think I need more, great, I'll contact you. Maybe be part of the group. Awesome. I'll accept that too. Because my thing is, I just want to help as many guys as possible. Right. Right. And it, because I just don't think if you're used to living in a lower vibrational state, then you don't know you're even there. <laughs> right. It's, it's just what you know. It's all you know. Yeah. So, and I, I don't like using bad or good. It's just that's what it is. You know, and if that's all you know, then you think that's normal. If right. you think that's normal, then you don't think you need to change anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Until you've either seen somebody else that's in a higher vibe and you're like, wow, man, that guy is like smiling all the time, laughing. He looks great. He's in great shape. You know, his life looks like it's pretty put together. Holy, I want to, I want to be like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. You can. Mm-hmm. You just got to put the work in. Right. Right. And then make it your own version because we're all, again, it's not only cookie cutter. Like we, we, I don't know. It's how they try to picture success for men is so cookie cutter, which I don't. Mm-hmm. think That's true. I think if your form of success is living into bed and I don't know, being a farmer and meditating all day, and man, God bless. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I honor that. Like if that's what you desire, I want to help you get there. Mm-hmm. If it's driving Lamborghinis and thinking you're the coolest guy and picking up girls cool like i'll honor that too i don't care (laughs) but whatever it is you desire just make sure it's coming from your actual heart and a lot of times i ask these main questions especially when it comes to my mindfulness program or my men's program when we talk about goals it's like do you know what you want because which is funny majority of people don't (laughs) is it what you want or is it what you're told you want (laughs) is it what you want or is it all you think you can get (laughs) uh do you believe you deserve it? Um, do you believe you can get it? And are you afraid to lose it before you get it? Mm. That's really cool questions. Yeah. Those are really cool questions. Yeah. So just to make them think. Mm-hmm. People are not really aware of... They're not thinking. They're not. Like, it, it, yeah, it's it's sort of like nose to the grindstone. Yes. I just yeah. had to do this. And, and what I've seen too is also um the belief sometimes that i'm not supposed to want more mm-hmm. I, i've had that with discussions in my own family with different people of of and especially people not just in my family but also like grew up like similar you know um communities and stuff like that of like we weren't ever taught in some ways of like oh reach for the star like reach for the stars but don't get a big head got it and why why do you deserve more than someone else like oh like kind of like be the best you can but like don't forget who you are you know what i mean it was like a yeah yeah totally. a, a, such a contrast for many yeah. of us well it's funny i used to joke around i would call it the canadian programming where they tell you be humble right <laughs> and being humble is great like i understand what they're saying but the way people perceive being humble is like almost putting yourself down and yes. I just don't think that's healthy. Um, so in the example, I usually give people when I describe this, uh, this programming, we were at this uh, lunch, for, uh, this other clinic I used to work at before I owned my own. And we're having lunch and this one girl I used to work with, God bless her. She's an awesome girl. Her name's, uh, what's her name? Oh my God. Chelsea. And great girl. I used to joke around there. We used to be like, I used to call her my arch nemesis. We should be <laughs> playful, right? Nice. And um, 
we're sitting there and i just stopped and like i'm fucking amazing i am fucking amazing and everyone starts laughing and she's like oh my god walter you drive me crazy i'm like why and she's like you're so conceited and i'm like no i go i'm just celebrating who i am (laughs) never i I don't think i'm better than anybody or worse than anybody i'm just but i'm gonna celebrate me yeah because that's just the way i roll i go you're amazing too I go, the only difference is you're boring. I'm not boring. Screw <laughs> <She's like>, you. <laughs> so it was hilarious. Like I made a nice joke. All right. My thing is, why don't we celebrate ourselves? Because the way you look at yourself is the way you're going to look at the outside world. Right. Right. And if you're celebrating you, you'll celebrate others. And I don't think we're taught that. It's, That's it's much more like the doggy dog worlds. Yes. Because I've heard people say when they try to pump themselves, I'm the best. I'm like, but you're not. They're like, right. right? I'm like, you're not the best. You're you're great. Right. But you're not the best. It was funny. There was this thing going around, you know, when you see like on social media, these vibes and everything where, you know, you would see, I saw this mostly with women where it was like these, these recordings of like, you know, F, F everyone else. I'm a bad bitch. And then all of a sudden I start, and I just kept seeing and seeing. It's like, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know what that means. Right. And then all of a sudden someone's, <laughs> I started seeing the videos mm-hmm. of saying, stop saying that because you do care. And that's okay because it means you're a good person. <laughs> like, and sure, you are, absolutely. you're a badass, but you're like, they just, it just needed to be tweaked a little for me. Yeah. And it's like, they don't understand that words are very powerful, right? Like when you're spelling words you're ca- or saying words, you're casting a spell. Right. You're putting vibrations out there that are going to come back to you. So it's very, you got to be cautious of how you speak certain words because they're very powerful. We just don't understand how powerful they really are. I remember this one time I was going through when you, it, when you said that, it made me remind me of a story of when people say, well, I don't believe in all that energy stuff and everything. I'm like, okay, so I have a story for you. Mm-hmm. Because there was one time where I was going through a really hard time with different things with people in my life. And I got together with friends of mine. And I don't know why, but they, they knew I was going through something. And they brought me a, a single flower. Okay. And so I was holding the flower and I was telling them the story of everything that was going on. And they stopped me during the story and they said, Patrick, look at the flower. And it had started to die. Wow. And we're talking 15 minutes. Wow. I totally believe that. <laughs> and I was That's just like, wild. oh, I my first thought is, oh shit, I'm in trouble. <laughs> like, not with that of like, if my energy's this bad, oh, I knew what it meant. <laughs> I knew what it meant. I was like, okay, we got to do something here. This is danger. Like, but the power of that. And when you said that too, like with words and everything, you know, holy crap, that's what we're putting in our body. That's what we're putting. Like when you're talking about food, someone taught me years ago, of you know, always pray over your food of just like gratitude and everything, but also knowing what's in it. And, and a child, I remember I was at a, a spiritual retreat once and there was a young kid there such an amazing loving who's probably like eight mm-hmm. and it was funny because he didn't speak english he spoke french okay and i i spoke a little french yeah and we were all at dinner and i went to eat and he stopped me he's like you need to pray over your food <laughs> and i was just wow. like okay you know like he was because it was loving like this is what we do like because yeah. we're giving thanks and everything and then you know, it's it's putting that intention of what we're putting in our body is we want it to be that highest vibration of love. And mm-hmm. even to to this day, years later, it's like even when I go to have something, I'm like, hey, I want to do that because it, it feels better. 
Yeah. And I then, do it with my water as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think of the Dr. Emoto studies. Um, do you know who Dr. Emoto is? You probably do, maybe not by name. So okay. Japanese scientist, passed away maybe about 10 years ago. He would take water and he would say positive things like, oh, I love you. Thank you. Um, and he would freeze the water and look under a microscope and it would crystallize the beautiful patterns like snowflakes. Oh. And then when he would say negative things, like, I hate you, I want to kill you, ah, uh, it would scatter. Wow. Like it's being attacked. When he would say positive people, Jesus, Buddha, Mother Teresa, crystallized patterns. Uh, when he would say Hitler, Stalin, Mussolini, these type of people, uh, it would scatter. Now, oh, and then when you play like soft Beethoven music and it would crystallize. When you play heavy metal, it would scatter. The only thing I don't know from the study is, was it the actual words or the names or the type of music or was his, was it the energy from him and his interpretation of those words right, right. and the music? Because right. what if someone likes heavy metal? Right. 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 Because I know a lot of people who do that with therapy, therapeutic. That's right. So if you got a person who loves it, would the water crystallize? We don't know. Right. That's, that's where I would question study. That, that's hey, the only add it to your list. Know. I mean, you got spare time, right? Like yeah. just, just take that off. Sure. <laughs> I'm gonna add that as another study. I mean, off. well, next time you'll be back. It's like, by the way, <laughs> this new study I'm doing. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. So when I saw that, and then the other one he did was um, I think it was like a bowl of rice. Three bowls of rice. One uh he would say good morning. The other one, he would say something rude, and then he would ignore the third one. Okay. After a month, the rice that he said good morning to, all the nice things, was pearly white mm. as the first day. The second one was rotting. The third one was carcinogen black rot. Wow. So what I took from that study was, as humans, if that's what it does to rice, what is it doing to mm. us? Right. And how many people are living there alone? sad miserable no human contact no like verbal contact no human touch no nothing they're rotting on the inside out right no and they don't even know it no one even knows that's what's happening to those people that's how detrimental that is right so you know if you're running into anybody if anyone is watching this just try to leave people with an impression of increase right? Make them feel good. Smile at a person, open a door because you might've been the one person who did something good for that person. You have no fucking idea. Right. You know, and it's just like, be that, be that person. Right. Plant those seeds. Yeah. So one of the, the last thing I always like to ask is what is one piece of advice that you like to leave the audience with? Is Is that what it is? Or do you have something else? No, no, no. We, we, if you want to end on that, that's good. Giddy up. <laughs> One piece of advice, honestly, yeah. I think is view the world as your teacher. Mm. And if you view the world as your teacher, don't take anything too personal because it's not meant to hurt you. It's meant to teach you and learn and be a better person from it. Mm. Because if you could do that, it's like, if you actually take this as a big game okay and it's a game to be enjoyed but there are lessons to learn for your soul then it's gonna be a lot more fun and enjoyable 
I love that. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you so That's much for coming to Friday Night Feels. That's blue boy. I know. Well, you're going to have to come back. I hope you like, For sure. Like, I am more than I, I'm already planning. I'm already planning. I'm already planning. Okay, uh, perfect. So thank you so much for coming. And so um, I asked this before. Is it just under your name that they would find you on social media? So or you is... can find me under Walter Falasia on Facebook. Instagram is Mr. Walter Falasia. Okay. And then if you want to email me, that's fine. It's walterfalasia at gmail.com. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for coming and joining us. No problem. Thank and you. thank you for everyone who comes and supports Friday Night Feels. I hope you all have a beautiful weekend and we will see you in two weeks on Friday Night Feels. Have a good night, everyone. Have a good night.